Well, hi, everybody, and welcome once again to Old Time Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Lee Douglas. Tonight's show, it's one that's been long coming. We do all kinds of themes. Tonight's theme is going to just thrill the rockabilly people and those people who want to go back to the 1950s and fondly remember when rock and roll meant wild music. Tonight, the hardest rocking songs of the 1950s. And let's start off with, since we're talking about the hardest rockers, here's Billy Lee Riley with the song, the only song that he had that was a big hit, but it was a tremendous song. It has been recorded by every major rockabilly and rock and roll artist in the 1950s. Here's Billy Lee Riley and his green men, Red Hot. My gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly. Yeah! My gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly. Well, she ain't got no money. Look, man, she's really got a lot. Well, I've got a gal. Six feet four. Six feet six feet six feet six feet out the door. But my gal is red hot. Your gal ain't doodly. Yeah! My gal is red hot. Your gal ain't Well, she walks all night, talks all day. She's the kind of woman who'll have a way, but my girl is red hot. Well, she ain't got no money, but man, she's really 
In the late 1940s, band leader Louis Prima decided if he was going to continue to be viable in the 1950s, he would have to take his wild and wacky show a little bit further. And he, of course, got together with Sam Butera and the Witnesses. They produced an adult now. We're not talking going to teenage sock hops. We're talking about the adults. When he came out on stage, he produced a show that made the adults rock and roll fans. Now, he did it in a little different way. The songs were still the old standards, and they were a little jazzy, but still, you would know rock and roll had come to the adult world with Louis Prima. Here he is with Jump, Jive, and Whale. Baby, baby, it looks like it's gonna hail. Looks like it's gonna hail. You better come inside, let me teach you how to drive and wheel. Oh, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you gotta jump and jive and then you will, you Looking for a can of ale. Papa's in the icebox looking for a can of ale. Mama's in the backyard learning how to drive and wheel. Oh, you gotta jump jiving, then you will, 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 will. A woman is a woman and a man ain't nothing but a meal. One good thing about him, he knows how to jive and wheel. Oh, you gotta jump and jive and then you will. You gotta jump and jive and 
your love belongs to me. Put those turban on. Oh, at night when you're asleep. Put those turban on. Baby, into your den I'll creep. Put those turban on. And the stars that shine above. Jumping as a jaybird. We light our way to love. Jumping as a jaybird. And you'll rule this crazy land with me. Jumping as a jaybird. I'm the cheeky man. That's who I mean. That's who I mean. was one of Louis Prima's biggest hits, When You're Smiling. The female voice, of course, was Keely Smith. When you come to rockin' show bands, one of the earliest was Jimmy Cavello and his house rockers. And that was back in 1955-56. It was, uh, matter of fact, Jimmy went to the coast to produce Rock, Rock, Rock in 55, and it was released in 1956, years ago. And the man is still blowing that saxophone in South Florida. What a great accomplishment after so many years. The man is still going strong. Here's Jimmy Cavello and his house rockers. Rock, rock, rock. Grab your partner, grab your gal, and rock. Hey! <laughs> 
jump, 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 everybody, jump, 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 everybody, jump, 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 everybody, jumping and you jumping and you jumping around, bump, 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 everybody, bump, 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 everybody, bump, 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 everybody, jumping and you bumping and you bumping around, bump, 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 everybody. One of the earliest and most famous of the early rocking pioneers was a guy, a balding, heavy-set guy of about 40, who got into the rock and roll business after being unsuccessful in country music for 15 years. His name was Bill Haley and his groups, The Comets. They produced in 1956, 55, and 57 some of the most rocking tunes of its day. Now, I say of its day because in 1957 and 58, it was kind of put up a couple of notches by other groups and other singers, which we'll tell you about. But back at the beginning, these were the wildest records of the 1950s. Here's Bill Haley and the Comets. Well, rock and rolling all the day.
1957, Thurston Harris had a number one hit song called Little Bitty Pretty One. In 1958, he came back on the charts just for a couple of weeks with a song which I consider even better than Little Bitty Pretty One. It was a hard rocker. It was Thurston Harris, Do What You Did, from 1958. Thurston Harris and the Sharps do what you did. One of the unsung heroes of rock and roll and rockabilly was a Canadian who who felt at home only when he was down south. He is one of the legends of rock and roll, and he is revered by most of the rockabilly people of today. His name is Ronnie Hawkins, of course, well known for his group, the Hawks, which became the band. 
Here is Ronnie Hawkins, Wild Little Willie and 40 Days.
thing I've ever seen. I'm gonna say that she'll be back home before today. The Royal Teens was a show band that had great success on the Dick Clark show. And of course, Dick Clark played all their records, being on ABC Paramount, of course. They started out with Short Shorts and Big Name Button and had a few more minor hits. This one was not a hit at all. But was it a wild rocker? Yes, it was. Very unusual for the Royal Teens. This one... Open the door. Mom, could you open the door? Could you please open the door? Would somebody open this door? My key for the life of me. Where will my mama and my papa's really gonna be sore? When I come knocking at my front door, but not before I left, she said to me. You better not forget to take your key. My heart started pounding, put my head in the spin. I didn't know what to do. About again, I clapped my hands again, stepped my foot on the floor. Gene Vincent, as we mentioned before, was one of the real pioneers of rock and roll. Although his first song, Bebopalula, was not the fast driving music as his later song, Lot of Lovin', both are considered to be hard rockers of the 1950s. Here's Gene Vincent, Lot of Lovin', and Bebopalula, the original. Well, I wanna want a lot, a lot of lovin'. Oh, well, I wanna want a lot, a lot of huggin'. So, baby, can't you see that you were meant for me? I want your lovin'. Yes, Saria, well, I wanna want a lot, a lot of huggin'. Oh, well, I wanna want a lot, a lot of kissin'. 
So baby, please proceed to give the love I need. I want your loving, yes indeed. Well, I want you, I love you, I need you so much. Why don't you give up with that magic touch? You send me, you thrill me, baby, you're so fine. I want your loving, baby, all the time. I bet I wanna, wanna, gotta, gotta love it. I bet I wanna, wanna, gotta, gotta kiss it. So baby, don't forget, I'm gonna get you, yeah. I want your love, oh, you bet, right. Well, I want you, I love you, I need you so much Why don't you give up with that magic touch You send me, you thrill me, baby, you're so fine I want you loving, baby, all the time I bet I want a lot, a lot, a lot of loving I bet I want a lot, a lot, a lot of hugging So baby, don't forget, I'm gonna get you, yeah I want your loving, oh, you better rock
Being 13, 14, and 16 in age, Joe Bennett and the Sparkle Tones had very little trouble coming up with rocking tunes because they had more energy than <laughs> anybody. You know, I mean, when you're that age, I remember how I was running around for eight, nine, ten hours without stopping. It didn't matter. So I can imagine when these four guys got together, pandemonium would definitely ensue. Here are their two big hits. Here's Penny Loafers and Bobby Socks and Black Slacks. Thank you. 
It's our feeling here in Jersey City that this rock and roll rhythm is filled with dynamite, and we don't want the dynamite to go off in the Roosevelt Stadium in Jersey City. After uh, uh, we uh, uh, heard about the incidents throughout the country and the coming of this uh, concert to Jersey City, I asked our Commissioner of Public Safety, uh, Lawrence Whipple, to look into the matter, and he did make a survey of the situation. My department made a very thorough investigation of these so-called programs. And we find that these programs are not for the good of the community, and that's why I ordered them banned. Jimmy D and the Offbeats from 1958 with Henrietta. This one, just as 1959 turned into 1960, Chan Romero came up with this song, which was a major hit in most of the large cities and in the southern part of this country, as well as out west where he was from. Chan Romero, the hippie hippie shake. For goodness sake.
the right To the hippie shake shake With all of your might And then you shake Yeah, you shake Yeah, this is my thing The hippie hippie shake This portion is going to be all instrumental. Going to take the two most influential groups or or uh, performers that made up this the hardest rocking instrumentals. First of the two was Johnny and the Hurricanes. We all know the story of how they got together, but they produced the old music. That is, they took songs from the 30s and 40s and produced a brand new sound using guitars, saxophones, and drums. Here's Johnny and the Hurricanes, their two biggest hits. Reveille Rock and Red River Rock.
Lee Hazelwood, and the effect was absolutely uncanny. Here are two of the hardest rocking of all Dwayne Eddy's work. Here's Cannonball that he got out of that. Of course, that was the brainchild of and some kind of earthquake. If you have any doubt, you are listening to Old Time Rock and Roll. I am Lee Douglas, your host, and tonight we are doing the hardest rocking songs of the 1950s. I hope you're enjoying it. Please understand that you can contact us and deal with us through so many different ways. You can always send me an email, 
O-T-R-N-R-Contact at gmail.com will get it right to me on my phone even. And if it's an, an interesting comment or request, I'll get back to you almost immediately because I think how that's how important you guys are. In addition, website www.oldtimernr.com. Facebook, just simply go to the Facebook slash groups slash OTRNR. And on the website, you'll find our new blog. We have new pages, new new stuff on it all the time. So please feel free to use all of the resources on old-time rock and roll. We are on Facebook every day. We have a blog every week. We just keep going and just, it's only here for you. Speaking of for you, here's the next song on our list. It is by Dale Hawkins. It was his only big hit, although it was redone by Creedence Clearwater Revival in the 1970s. This one is the original. Here's Dale Hawkins, Susie Q. Notice there aren't too many women, because women were not into the raucous rock and roll style. But there was one back in 1955. She had a mini hit, mini hit in some of the larger cities. She was an incredible talent. She not only sang and played the trombone, but she was also a truck driver. 
And that was some combination. I just hope that nobody messed around with Lillian Briggs. Here she is with I Want You to Be My Baby. and I'm I'm trying to do this from memory, little Anthony told me, that these guys named the Isley Brothers were in some trouble in Chicago. So they were sent by their mother to their aunt in New York, like it was going to make much difference. But somehow they got together with a group of people like little Anthony and the Imperials down in Bedford-Stuyvesant, where they all lived, and came up with one of the most incredible songs of the 1950s, 59, in fact. And not only that, but they spawned three generations of singers. Here are the Isley Brothers. Shout. Well, you know you make me want to shout. Kick my heels up and shout.
Don't you come to my house with that bad phone Take my baby away from home As a musical group, Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns could not be beat. Of course, out of that group came Bobby Marshan, who was an incredibly large part of the Clowns. But when he went on his own, the Clowns remained working, producing some great records. Here are two fantastic records. One is called Well, I'll Be a John Brown, and the other, which has very, very similar properties to Charlie Brown and uh, Why Is Everybody Always Picking on Me type stuff. And the other one, Don't You Know, Yakimo, two upbeat classics from 1958. You I'll be John Brown. You had a giant. Oh, yeah. But now I'm still alive. Woo! Oh, yeah. You had a giant. Oh, yeah. But now I'm still alive. Oh, yeah. And I ain't gonna stand your fooling around if I do. If I do. Well, I'll be John Brown.
Now, I'm not going to announce the next part of this show. I'm going to have somebody who was so famous in the 1930s, 40s, and early 50s that every time he was on, the entire nation listened on both radio and television. His name was Drew Pearson. I suspect that some of you are going to be surprised at the subject of this telecast. Because today I want to relax a bit and report some inside facts about a young man who's become the rage of millions of teenagers and who has some of our experts on juvenile delinquency just about as worried as the teenagers are crazy. I refer to Elvis Presley. Here's a boy of 21 who two years ago was driving a truck for $40 a week. This year, he'll make $1 million. He now has four Cadillacs, a three-wheeled Messerschmitt sports car, a motorcycle, a ranch house, and a swimming pool in Memphis. He has police escorts, is mobbed by thousands. He's also a boy who's had more criticism thrown at him than any other entertainment personality, I suppose, in recent American history. Well, why? Does he really deserve it? What effect does he really have on juvenile delinquency? Just who's to blame? In a minute, I'll tell you the inside story of Elvis Presley, including a prediction. Now, the chief reason for all the criticism of Elvis Presley is that he's become a sort of a sex symbol to teenage girls. They go wild over him. Presley doesn't smoke or drink, but he does like girls. And they are prone literally to throw themselves at him. However, it seems to me important to remember that it's not exactly Elvis's fault that he has suddenly shot to fame, fortune, and influence over girls, but rather it's the fault of the big music companies, the TV MCs, and the business managers who were looking for profits and high ratings. You can hardly expect a youngster of 21 to resist vigorously when money and women are thrown at him in such profusion. So here is my prediction. Regarding the future of this strange... One shy young man who has zoomed to such meteoric fame in show business. If you look back, you recall the famed matinee idols who preceded Presley worked hard for their success. Rudolph Valentino, the silent movie idol of girls and older women, worked for years before he achieved fame, and he did it without resorting to vulgarity. Rudy Valet, the collegiate type of crooner, also worked for years before he won the worship of romantic girls and women in the late 20s and 30s. Frank Sinatra also studied and worked hard before the teenagers swooned over him in New York and Hollywood. He also reached fame without resorting to vulgarity. But Elvis Presley was a truck driver who still can't read music and whose main appeal appears to be, frankly, sex. But as I said... Elvis is a boy who came from a poverty-stricken background, and you can hardly expect him to resist the screeching girls and the fat pocketbooks being thrust upon him. In all fairness, it's also true that Elvis began his climb to fame before he ever appeared on television. His records were bestsellers in the South before he hit the big time. And following the violent criticism of his body movements on TV, he's become less objectionable. In his first movie... Elvis amazed the critics by doing a good job as an actor. Nobody ever thought he could act. So, here is my prediction. 
One secret of Presley's popularity with teenagers has been his lack of popularity with their parents. So if parents quit criticizing his singing, I predict the great Elvis Presley hysteria will diminish. And if Presley finally learns that vulgarity is not the way to permanent success, and if he works hard, which he's never done before, I further predict he'll find a less spectacular but steadier place in our entertainment world. If he does not, then I predict Elvis Presley's star will fall as rapidly as it rose. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, the crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, crying all the time. Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit, and you ain't no friend of mine. Well, they said you was high at last. Well, that was just a lie. Yeah, they said you was high at last. Not a hound dog, crying all the time. 
introduction by Drew Pearson just about summed it all up. Uh, (laughs) I guess nobody in the 50s ever thought Elvis would remain popular until his death and got even more popular after his death if he thought that Elvis was vulgar. If he was around today, Mr. Pearson, if you hadn't already gotten old and lost your hair and turned gray, You would have now, because my friend, what you said about Elvis, I'm thinking right now about every sleazeball that slides and slithers across the guest stage of American Idol and on the radios that we are attacked by every single day of the week. I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but that's the God's honest truth. What else can you do? And I saved these two individuals for last because of all the singers, these two epitomize the crazy, raucous, wild time that was rock and roll in the 1950s. And with Elvis and all these other great performers gone to their final resting places, these two individuals still 
are alive and kicking. They're still performing, uh, although a lot slower than they were back in those days. They are still around for us to enjoy and salute. And we're going to do that tonight. Because the remainder of this show is a salute to Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis. Now, I met both. I have to say, Little Richard was definitely the strangest of the two. Jerry Lee was a brooder. He liked things his way. He was the most stubborn man I have ever seen or met or heard of. He gave up a life, basically, of religion, which is what his family wanted for him, to become a rock and roll and country icon. And I have to say country because here's where, remember I said how country and rock and roll are kin. Country embraced Jerry Lee Lewis when rock and roll or popular music, if you will, laid him on the sidelines saying, we don't want you anymore, you're too controversial, you did something wrong, which he did not, by the way. He made a couple of foolish mistakes. They had nothing to do with marrying his 16-year-old cousin. She wasn't a first cousin. She wasn't his second cousin. She was a just a, a, a friend of the family. And somewhere down the line, I guess everybody in Louisiana was cousins with themselves at some there's some marriages and going on over through the years, but he never deserved the ridicule that he got. But nevertheless, he got it. Little Richard had gone in and out of rock and roll and seminaries trying to decide what he wanted to do. Little Richard was on more drugs than anything. I, I, I can't imagine. Matter of fact, he was once threatened by Larry Williams if he didn't pay his drug debt. So evidently, Larry was his drug dealer. And I can't tell you how the pain and torture these men have gone through over the years. Jerry Lee, have ha has personal life was just a mess. Uh, he had his first two sons die mysteriously and shamefully uh, when he was quite young. He's had five wives. One of them didn't exactly uh, make it. Uh, alive and of course he was never even charged with that because he was out of town but these two have gone through many personal crises crises I guess that's right and are still here Jerry Lee has been in and out of hospitals near death's door more than once uh, somehow little Richard I guess maybe all those drugs did him some good because they kept him alive I don't know but in any case, these two, our pioneers, are our focus for the rest of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, Rudy. 
gonna mean as she can be Yeah, I got a woman mean as she can be Sometimes I think she's almost as mean as me Well, I ain't bragging, it's understood Everything I do, but I sure do it good I got a woman mean as she can be Uh-huh, sometimes I think she's almost as mean as me Yeah. Well, she got roomy lips, shapely hips. A boy she to make so jelly flip. I got a woman of me that she can be. Well, sometimes I think she's almost as mean as me. Yeah. Well, I like a little coffee, like a little tea. Jelly, jelly is a thing for me. I got a woman with me that she can be. Uh huh. Sometimes I think she's almost me. Keep it deep, you gotta get back, get back Keep it deep, you gotta duck back, duck back Keep it 
demon, gotta get back, get back. Heave a demon, call my bad luck, baby, put the drinks on me. I got heave a demon, cause I feel so sad. I got heave a demon, why you make me mad? No one my darling, just let me in, and I won't say you put the drinks on me again. You gotta jump back, jump back. Heave a demon, gotta jump back, jump back. Heave a demon, gotta get back, get back. Heave a demon, gotta jump back, jump back. Heave a demon, gotta jump back, jump back. Heave a demon, call my bad luck, baby, put the drinks on me. Shake my nerves and you rattle my brain Too much of love drives a man insane You broke my will, but what a thrill Goodness is gracious, great balls of fire I let you love what I thought it was funny You came along and moved me, honey I've changed my mind, this love is fine Goodness great balls of fire Kisses, baby Mmm, feels good
it for old time rock and roll tonight my friends there's one thing i was afraid of doing i can't close with lost in the 50s tonight we have been rocking all night long we're gonna rock a little more here is even though this is a 1960s song here is jerry lee lewis and little richard together together might i add so two of the 50s salute four of the 60s here is little richard jerry lee lewis I saw her standing there. Good night, everybody. A one, and a two, and a three, and a four. 
She was just 17 You know what I mean And the way she looked was way beyond compare So how could I dance with another When I saw her standing there Well, she looked at me And I could plainly see Oh! 